Thanks, Nick. I, I don't think my answer was quite that, yeah, I'm going to preach that. I think it was more like, what? <laughs> but then I thought, so my, my email had said, um, how about a sermon about letting our lights shine, about being brave and vulnerable and letting go of thinking we have to be perfect, something about just showing up and trusting that God has us covered, maybe for Epiphany Sunday. So that's when Nick said, yeah, good idea. How about you preach it? And then with all my, no, I can't do that, I realized how hypocritical I was being. (laughs) I wanted a sermon about being brave, but I wasn't prepared to be brave myself. I mean, you don't look much like a lynch mob to me, so (laughs) it's not like I had any real reasons for not doing it, but I was afraid. I was, um, it was fear, I think, fear of being vulnerable, of maybe being humiliated or looking stupid, maybe afraid of boring you, so please don't get up and leave during my... (laughs) Um, afraid of being judged or being found inadequate. Or maybe people would think I'm coming across as a know-it-all. All of those things were going through my head. And when I hear those things go through my head now, I don't get upset with it. I have an inner laugh, a little chuckle going, there I go again. Because I know that um, letting your light shine means taking a risk. It means stepping out. And it's uncomfortable. But but we'll survive. And taking a risk, shining our lights, is our soul's true and authentic praise for God. I think we have trouble letting our lights shine. Some of us are self-conscious about it, or else we think maybe we're being egotistical and boastful. So what we're doing there is we're comparing our lights. Throughout the Gospel of John, Jesus is referred to as the light. You can read the Gospel yourself, and you'll see it mentioned several times. And in fact, in John 8:12, he says, and as we sang, I am the light of the world. So in Matthew 5:14, he says on the Sermon of the Mount, you are the light of the world. And he's not just talking to his disciples, these learned people who become educated following him. He's talking to regular Joes like you and me. Ordinary people. You are the light of the world. Wow. That's heavy stuff. But both then and now, I think it's a challenge for us to grasp that Jesus really meant it. I think it's hard for us to believe that each of us is the light of the world, an expression of the divine light some of us call God, the source of all life and unconditional love. Our beliefs, our our pride, and our perspectives, limited as they are and based on our own life's experiences, they they get in the way. They're kind of like the bushel basket that would be covering our light and not letting it shine. And think back in the day, they didn't have electric light switches, so putting a light out and covering it so it couldn't be seen, that was expensive and crazy. You take the light off, you let the light shine throughout the whole house, and so it is with our inner light, we're supposed to remove anything that holds us back from sharing it and let it shine. 
we let our beliefs and our, our self-esteem perhaps become such thick bushel baskets sometimes that we even forget that our inner light is even there. I also don't think we realize that when we sing the song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, we're making a statement that we have a little light, and we're making a commitment. We're going to let it shine. We're going to sing that later on, and I wonder how you'll sing it a little bit differently based on, based on this. One of the gifts of Jesus was that he saw people as they truly are, their true selves beneath all the wrapping and inside the skin. He knows that we are all spiritually created whole and perfect, perfect expressions of divine light. I think, I think a lot of people struggle with the idea about sharing our gifts and, and shining our lights. I think that instead of simply showing up and allowing our lights to shine, we judge our lights. We compare them using things like less than or better than or, or more than. So when we, we justify or defend our positions, we put up barriers like, um, I'll suck. Others can do it so much better. And who am I to offer such and such? It won't be perfect. And besides, I'm busy. That's a good one, isn't it? I'm busy. And that's actually been part of my story, avoiding stuff because I compared my light. I found myself coming up short. And um, some of you know that I love to sing. I love to sing. But for many years, I didn't because I had been told I couldn't. I was scared to join a choir because I had been told that I had intonation problems and that not every note that I chose to sing was written in the score. <laughs> so that was it. It's just I, I was so scared of doing it wrong, I was tensed up because your body feels this stuff that you tell it. So I was scared. <laughs> yeah, don't sing, Jackie, unless there's a loud piano playing with you. Or better yet, just, you know, mouth the words. So I was so afraid of being poorly and of being judged until one evening. For some reason, I was at the church that I attended, and upstairs, the choir had just started practicing the Alleluia Chorus. Now, this is a choir that sounded so polished and beautiful on Sundays. And my mom, some of you know Edna Dunn is my mother. She's laughing now because she'll remember this happened. And Margaret, you were in the choir at the time as well, as well as some others. Anyway, they sounded so beautiful on Sundays. And in my limited experience, I thought they always sounded like that. So it was a revelation when I heard them. The piano started, and they started to sing upstairs. <laughs> And it was horrible. <laughs> it was really bad. And then the choir director, Bill Scrizzuti at the time, he stopped playing and he said something to them that I, I couldn't really hear. But they laughed. They accepted that this was new. So of course they'd be bad at first. They were learning. 
And because of this, they weren't scared to get it wrong. They were singing from their joy. So instead of being singing from a tensed up, contracted place, they were singing from an expanded, joyful place, knowing that they would learn it, they'd get the tools they need to sing it, and that they would sound amazing as time went by. That was a big aha for me, and it, chose, it, it changed how I, how I show up and how I sing now. They didn't worry that they didn't know the song. They were open to the process of learning. So when I got that, instead of singing, being afraid of doing badly, I started to sing from my joy to and from God. And that makes a huge difference. That's actually a plug for the music ministry, by the way. <laughs> if any of you loves to sing, but you're not quite sure about it or don't think you're good enough, but it, it moves you, or if, if you play an instrument and you're just not sure, then contact Antonina. She'd love to hear from you. Maybe you don't read music. That's okay. Contact Antonina or, or come out on a, a choir practice at 7.30 on Thursday evenings. There you go. And actually, that's, that's true of any ministry or area that we have at the church or in life. If there's anything that moves you, that stirs you, that calls to you, ask. Show up. Take the risk. Because you don't have to be perfect. All throughout history in the Bible, God doesn't call the perfect people, the people who are equipped. God equips you as you learn. But you have to take that first step. And I know it's hard. And it takes practice, this remembering to shine. It takes courage to open our wrappings and to look inside with compassion and without judgment. That's a big one. Without judgment at what holds us back. Whose voice is in my head? And what are they saying? What's my self-talk? And is it real? Letting go of outdated or limiting beliefs. And Nick showing us the breathing practices is very helpful for that. Your out-breath, you can let go of what's holding you back, and you can breathe in what you need to step in to this new way of being. It's hard work, but I find it to be freeing, liberating. And so now I do my best to work through the anxiety when it comes up. I do my best to be brave and vulnerable to release self-judgment because we're generally our harshest, our own harshest critics. And to show up instead of judgment, to show up with an open mind and an open heart and trusting that God has me covered. I know I'm far from perfect in the way of the world and in the way of God, but I'm okay with that. None of us is perfect, and we never will be perfect during our lifetimes. It's an ideal to strive for. I'm coming to terms with those words, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And so are you. And it might feel funny or strange, or you might want to roll your eyes when you say it to yourself. I am the light of the world, yeah. No, you really are. Jesus really meant it. So I invite you to sit with that and say it to yourself often. Believing it with reverence, with awe, because it, it's true. <laughs> I remember a conversation with some ladies over lunch a while ago, 
And I was sharing this revelation that I had that we're special. We're the light of the world. We're, we're so special in God's eyes. And all we have to do is to remove our baggage and just let our light shine. Simple as that. <laughs> Easy to say. But one of the women surprised me, as these are people I thought had done a lot of their own inner work. So while I'm saying how special each of us is, she didn't get it. She said, well, even if we're not special, we can still do good work and help others. And do you ever have those moments where your mouth goes into gear, but your brain hasn't quite clicked in yet? Well, I had one of those moments. Before I could even think about what I was saying, I'm going, but that's just it. You are special. <laughs> we all are. We don't look at our children and say, you're more special than your sister. Or, well, you're all special. So that cancels each other out. It's not math. It's love. I thought she was going to choke on her cup of tea. <laughs> so as we start this new year, have 2020 vision. Right? Because it's 2020. Oh, grown. Okay. <laughs> it's human nature to let fear of looking silly, of being embarrassed or judged get in the way. And it's a daily practice to remember that you are truly the light of the world and you're to let your light shine before others. So others see God working through you, the Christ light shining bright in you. Accept it. Own it. Avoid comparing it or judging it. It's your light, and let it shine for all to see. Because it's only in letting our lights shine that we can encourage others to uncover and discover their inner lights. By shining our lights, we empower others to share theirs. So I'm going to leave you with this quote, this invitation from Parker Palmer. He's a, a Quaker, he's a writer, he's an activist, and look him up on the internet, he's an amazing, amazing person. He says, none of us can provide all the light the world needs, but every day, all of us can ask, what kind of light can I be today? So let your light shine before others. That's instructions from Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Why don't we stand up?